the Dead Set Legends are up in a sec, thanks to Newtown Toyota, who've been catering to all your automotive needs for over 30 years. Uh, 92.9 Triple M, Dead Set Legends, Saturday morning, gee whiz, uh, where would you rather live in the world? Uh, not a cloud in the sky, beautiful morning, bit frosty this morning, Britt, I was outside, uh, nice and early feeding the dogs, uh, that's... Like you feeding the horses or whatever you mm. do, but it's only five degrees as we speak. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. You're on Daddy Daycare as well. And I tell you weekend. what, How's no, it going? no one could have done it better last night. Uh, <laughs> two magnums for Ted. Ted had a sore tummy. <laughs> Reckons one more magnum might just fix him. So he had two. Beautiful. And then guess what? In the end, he just needed a little big bog. So that fixed. <laughs> uh, and Albie, <laughs> poo, slept like a log. Had Beautiful. Some, had some neuro. Speaking of. Uh, Parenthood, mm. Mickey Barlow's got the car seat in. Mm. Oh, Mick, did you do it yourself? Or, yeah. And, of course, good morning to you, Michael Barlow. <laughs> did you do it yourself or uh, take it to, is it? No, good morning, good morning. ABC. Uh, spent, the 40, spent, the, spent the $40. I'm not sure where we spent the $40, but the $40 got spent. <laughs> and the car seat is in. And how was last night? So um, Ted was doing a bog. No, mm. Ted was, Ted was uh, sleeping like a log whilst oh. Albie was doing a log. Correct? You worked hard on that. <laughs> right. And, and, and I, I would love to say that this is possibly a delay because you are sitting in the Werribee change rooms as we just speak. Slow. You're just an all round slowy, Mick. Um, you ask, Leachy delivers. This is a song we should have played rather than Rock DJ. No. I'm slow waving. Well, you're not going to fall back asleep on your Saturday. Got the arm around the wife the of the car. Up and about. Do you like Robbie Williams? Yeah, he was good. Mick, you like Robbie? Yeah, I'm all on, all, all aboard, Robbie. Uh, big get for the AFL. In what do you opinion. reckon they had to pay for him? Oh, it's, uh, four. Four? Yeah, for one day, four million. Well, what, what do you reckon they make in that day? Yeah, There's a hundred thousand yeah, yeah. there. Mm. What, do, what do you reckon? Uh, well, we we used to make a little bit off the uh, grand final tickets, didn't we, Zave? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mick. <laughs> sorry, mate. Wait, how sorry, many would you guys had, get? What was the, sorry, Mick. Continue. What, what what are you talking about? No, that used to be my good friend Lee Spur, who used to. Um, oh, I'll just throw him under the bus names. here. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw him under the bus. I was um, cost price because Dave, too many friends. No, no, you cost price because it's illegal to do it any other price, Mick. That's why you cost yeah. price. <laughs> Lee Spur, he used to put the squires. <laughs> he used to put the squires loft dinner on top, and you know, the, there was there's a little bit of side. What side he package hustle. it up, would he? Even yeah, without, more illegal. No, without cash, but it was just um, what do you call it? Contra. Work in contra. Hey, uh, really quickly before we get to uh, your game last week, Mick, mm. uh, St Kilda last night. Brittany, did you catch any of the footy? Just caught the end bit of it and a lot of drama. Drama at the end, wasn't there? 15 minute scenario, so uh, yeah. a lot happening. Another injury to Hunter Clark, which mm. is a shame. He, he can't get a clean run at it. Mick St Kilda. I actually ended up um, just finding a little penny or two for the Saints mm. last night. I just thought eventually that back line of Carlton's going to uh, be found out, and, and Paddy Ryder's especially early, looked dangerous. And then, of course, King being King popped up as well. Mm. Well, this speaks to the fact how much of footy is played above the shoulders in terms of He's in the Werribee rooms yeah. and he really thinks mm. he's already got he the think, coach's hat thinks, on. All right, you're, well, um... wait, take a seat here, guys. Take a seat for a second. Carlton last week. Carlton last week, they do a real good job on free mantle. Everyone starts to talk about not flag mantle. They start to talk about the flaggers. Mm-hmm. So all the media, Carlton, they start to read their own press and they start to believe their own height. St Kilda, on the contrary, had a really tough week. They got absolutely pantsed yeah. by Sydney. And, and smashed in the, the media. Pre- yeah, all the press was negative. So Friday night couldn't come quick enough. And you know, they played like a side that was dog-hungry to get a result. So well done to St Kilda. Well done yeah. to Brett Ratton. I mm-hmm. love the way he goes about it. He looks like a really... 
um, invested guy, and someone that they really care and appreciate there at St Kilda. I hope they get that job um, or that contract done pretty soon. Uh, just really quickly, the two half-backs. I love seeing mm. oh, Sinclair's a superstar. No doubt about that. Tag the week before, Sinclair and Brad Hill, they're the one-two punch where they just keep running. Well, did they miss a beat or did they miss a trick there, Carlton, by not tagging Sinclair? Because the week before... Michael, that... every single football club in the competition should get player 20 to 22 to mm. tag the best player in the opposition and have a nil-all draw. Hey, Britt, did you see that? I've just got my pen out. I'm just He's serious. Some notes. Um, Mick, who's your, who's your worst player at Werribee? Oh, hey. No, we can't. He's in the room. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a worst player. No, They're of all treated equally. But no, it's a great call. You, <laughs> I thought he was going to go buttons. If, no, but Smithy's no good. Such, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you can get, you're absolutely right, your depth players um, to break even with, with yeah. the top ender of the opposition... Yeah, that, that's net win. That is a net lease spur yeah. in grand final tickets. That is absolutely <laughs> you're at the um, Squires loft on contra. Hey, quickly, Mick, now before we do get to a, another song, mm. a bit of uh, oh, good times, you beauty. Hey, you yeah. played a game of footy last uh, weekend for Shep United. I'm just going to get to your stats. You just sent me a video as well. Got to get through that. Firstly, how yep. did you uh, <laughs> <laughs> The video was sent to me from you when it was... Um, no, like, uh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> hey, uh, Mick, tw- 28 disposals. Uh, how'd you go? Um, footy's hard. How, I've how's the body? Out. The body's sore, Britt. I, uh, after the game, uh, my uh, beautiful fiance Riley, she drove me up two hours up, and um, I said, "Oh, look, I'll drive back." So I'll, uh, you know, I'll prepare for the game and, and stay nice and fresh. I couldn't drive back, so I got six stubbies, yeah. put the feet up, and uh, it's probably a sixer from Shep to Melbourne. Probably a sixer. I only had the three to four. Um, and a little bit of KFC on the way as well, Zave. So uh, I was very sore. Yeah. Very, very sore, Brit. I only came good on about Thursday. So how would you rate your game out of 10? Look, everything I preach to my players as a coach, mm-hmm. I did not do. I oh. didn't tackle. You had one I, tackle. I I've got the stats there. How many tackles? One. one. And you know how I got that tackle, Zave? He landed in your lap. <laughs> no, so I, I, went, I got to a stoppage and I was there. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the ruck here. So I just put my hand up, nominated. <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll take the ruck. And the bloke next to me was way bigger. So I thought, oh, well, I didn't really sign up for this physical contact. They threw it in. He grabbed it. I kind of bear hugged him for about, I'd say for about a millisecond. As I bear hugged him, I thought, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. So I let go. Um, So that tackle, I do really appreciate the statisticians that put that together for me because it wasn't a legitimate tackle. Thursday, Thursday, uh, 10 days ago, whatever it is, that that was a Luke Jackson special. He had nine tackles or something. Oscar McInerney had 12 Mm. clearances. Big O was just grabbing it out of the rack and uh, Luke Jackson was dry humping him. It was, it was over and over and over and over. But uh, well done, Mick. Zero one percenters. One tackle and you lost. So that was a fantastic game. And now Sailor. Lions with the little reverse pass. Great work by Australia. This is Paul. He's already scored one. And there's the offload. Amazing try. Morgan Tiranui scores one of the... Very, very good test tries. Morning, Siranui. Good morning to you and welcome to Perth. How are you, mate? Morning, crew. I think I'm going to take you guys with me everywhere I go. That's the best intro I've ever had. <laughs> oh, I literally hadn't slept all night. So, mate, we're going all right in here. Hey, uh, our rivals tonight, England, they're pretty bloody good and the Wallabies haven't had a great run of success against the English of late. Uh, h- how do you predict tonight looking? I actually think we look pretty good. We're a really settled team, the Wallabies, at the moment. The Brumbies... In Super Rugby, we're, we're our best-performed team, and there's 12 of them in the squad yep. today. So it's a settled team. It's an experienced team. Yes, that historical record isn't great, and it's actually Eddie Jones, obviously the former Wallaby coach, who has that great 8-0 record 
in his tenure as England coach that, that's come across. But I just think the Wallabies are in a good good place. And I'll tell you what they've done, Rugby Australia, they picked the right place in Australia to play the game. It's a dry, sunny track. Oh, bloody oath. Everyone else in Australia is pouring down with their own. And we have a pretty good uh, record, Morgan, uh, in Perth. Yes, the last time that uh, we played England in Perth was a 27-17 to 17 victory. Was it Subiaco Oval? Oval, yes. That, I that's, been, that's been knocked over. Now at Optus Stadium, uh, the atmosphere will be electric there for the Wallabies and they'd take some confidence out of that last result, even though it was 12 years ago. Yeah, well, look, you, you grab a hold of anything you can when you need to. I just think it's just a better-looking Wallaby team. And, and some of the guys were also here in 2019, which was the last time the Wallabies played in front of a, a proper full crowd here mm. at that great stadium. I'm, just, I'm actually looking at it now uh, from my hotel room. It's 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 an exciting place to play. That it looks was a good great in the sunlight, night. doesn't it? Yeah, it is a brilliant, brilliant stadium. And, and little memories like that are important for sportsmen, as everyone sort of knows. And, and that was a great night for Australian rugby. So I think they'll walk in... They'll feel the same sort of energy from the crowd and, and that might lift them to victory. It's, it's a big game for the Wallabies and they need to start winning these ones and I, I think they should be pretty confident. You mentioned it's a better looking Wallabies side from a selection point of view. Were there any surprises? How do you view the, the team that oh, will take the field tonight? Day booing. I know, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> Third <laughs> oldest <laughs> debutant. <laughs> Exactly. Well, look, 33 years old. There's hope for all of us. Actually, after the <laughs> highlight you played of me, I might try and get fit yeah, again. Put the boots back but, on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully, luckily, we're not that desperate. But look, I think that the fact that that's the kind of player that's debuting, there's actually two really mature age debutants tonight. Dave Parecki will play hooker in the number two jersey. Yep. He, he's been overseas and played a lot as well. So we're not throwing young kids in and hoping for the best. These are two guys that have a, have a solid career behind them and are ready. And the fact that there weren't too many surprises, mm-hmm. some of the 50-50 selections you could look at and go, yep, okay, I understand that. Um, a couple of players are a little bit injured. But apart from that, the fact that you're not seeing them going, gee, why they pick that guy? Yeah. Or how that That's what makes me confident. It's a, it's a settled group, a settled coaching group that are obviously doing good work. Mate, uh, just just a, a random one because, of course, we've got the Western Force here, but there'll be a big crowd there tonight of those that are, are novices and just there to watch a great sporting event. Now, they might be a bit confused if they have just cast their eyes over, over rugby over the last decade or two. Eddie Jones, of course, he coached Australia, he coaches England. He's done a wonderful job at the Poms. Yeah, he has, unfortunately. He was my Wallaby coach. He yeah. was the coach. What was he like? You know, that, you know, well, he's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, in a good way. Look, what he is, he's the hardest working, smartest rugby coach I've ever come across. And, and what he had was accountability. He demands a level of excellence, as you should at that level. And that's what he demands of England. That's why they're dangerous. Yeah. But, you know, especially when they're under pressure, they need to respond for their coach and, and the expectation of both the English press and, and the English rugby establishment. Coming out here in July, away from home, is a very different kettle of fish, and they're probably at a lower ebb than they have been. But, you know, an English team, they're always dangerous, and that's why we love playing them. We love beating England because we're sort of the little brother. So hopefully the little brother puts one on big brother's chin tonight. Oh, absolutely. That's it, Morgan. And just you speak of that ebb and where the Wallabies uh, sit in terms of the comparison to England. The All Blacks have always been... Uh, the side to hunt down. Well, what does international rugby look like at the moment in terms of the hierarchy, and, and who's who's the one we're all chasing down? Yeah, there's there's a few actually. So this afternoon, you know, Stan Sport, who covers all the rugby, at four o'clock, they'll have New Zealand playing Ireland, mm-hmm. and, and along with France, they're probably the three best performed teams in the world at the moment. France uh, won the Grand Slam, which is winning the Six Nations tournament up north, undefeated. Um, so that was huge for them. So there's a World Cup next year in France at the back end of the year. So just over 12 months out there, the team's jockeying for position 
South Africa are the reigning world champs from the previous one in Japan in 2019. So what will happen in July is lots of teams will play each other northern against southern hemisphere teams. So we'll get a good gauge of one, where the Wallabies at, and two, where other teams are. And the Wallabies are sort of just below that mix of the, of the very, very good ones. Remembering that the Wallabies beat South Africa twice last year. Uh, they'll get a couple yeah. of games against New Zealand later this year. So they'll continue to measure themselves against the best, that's for sure. It's obviously such a huge honour to represent your country. What is the build-up like? You've been there before. Will the boys really be feeling, you know, that extra sense of build-up ahead of this first test? Yeah, I think so. I actually made my debut in Perth uh, at Subiaco uh, in 2003, which is, yes, mm. a, a very, very long time ago. But one thing I noticed, even running out there, it was a, you know, it was a non-traditional sort of rugby place and, yeah. and obviously an oval field. But I, I'd played super rugby at provincial level and club stuff and that. But I ran out and it just feels different. And so the, the whole build-up of the day is, you know, guys are pretty relaxed. Aussie guys are pretty relaxed. But on game day, they're just a, just a harder edge a different atmosphere around the group. Mm. Then you run out to warm warm up and, you, and you, you're looking at the gold jersey on the hook in your locker and there's just something special mm. about it. Being, being asked to, to put the coat of arms on your chest and to wear the gold and green trimmed jersey, there's a real sense of responsibility, which which is empowering as well. And, and now at that time, we were world champions. And so even this Wallaby team, there's a great history behind them and great support for them. So you, you can actually run out feeling pretty bulletproof. So hopefully... They'll be energised by both the expectation but also the responsibility of wearing that Wallaby jersey. Uh, Morgan Tiranui, before we let you go, mate, we need a a prediction and a man of the match, please, and uh, we'll send you on your merry way on this beautiful uh, Perth Saturday morning. Of course, a Wallaby victory. Uh, I'll be in the commentary box, so hopefully about eight points means it's a bit more comfortable for me at the back end. I don't want too tight a game. And Mm -hmm. and look, Rob Valentini, who will be wearing the number eight jersey tonight, Mm -hmm. he's been excellent in Super Rugby. He's the best ball carrier in the Wallabies team. And if he plays well, if he's man in the match, then the Wallabies will win. Beautiful. Morgan Tiranui, thank you very much, of course. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks to Stan. Watch every match of the July Test Series on the home of Rugby Stand Sport. Kicks off with the All Blacks v Island from 2.30, followed by the Wallabies v the English at Optus Stadium. To start your seven-day free trial, visit stand.com.au forward slash Morgan Tiranui. Thank you very much and enjoy tonight's game. Thanks, crew. Will do. He'll load up and there he goes. This will be the game. It's time for Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Here we go. It is time for Game of Games. One of the listeners will be heading off to the Fremantle and Port Adelaide game tomorrow afternoon at Optus Stadium. Let's see who'll be playing for who. Clinton in Hammond Park. Good morning. Good morning. How are we? We are very well in here. Now, who do you go for in the footy? Uh, West Coast. Okay. So you're a West Coast man, but you're happy to go along and watch Fremantle play? Yeah, well, I've got a son that's um, turned... So uh, he, he'll, he'll love it. Love me for going. All right. Okay. Well, you need to get there first. Who would you like to play for you, Zave or Mickey? Um, let's just think who's had the most premierships. That wouldn't be hard to work out. So we'll go. Uh, we'll now, go with... it's, now it's personal. Now, <laughs> yeah, and I love that sort of smugness. So I'm going to lift myself All there, right. uh, Clinton. Rise, rise to the occasion, bud. Simone mm. from Duncraig, as we say good morning to you. You're st- good morning, guys. You're stuck with Mickey, but would have you chosen Mickey? Oh, I actually was going to choose Zay, but oh, Mickey, aren't you, fr- aren't you a Fremantle supporter, Simone? I am a Fremantle supporter. <laughs> All right, bad luck, Mickey. Why were you going to choose Zay and not Mickey? Uh, uh, literally flipped a coin. Oh, okay. Not that you thought he was smarter, more, no. more intellectual man. No. Right we'll find out. 
Mm. Do you, and do you know what, Simone, even though you've snubbed me, I'm going to play my hardest for you because that's the type of person Thank you. I am. All, All right. right. Amazing. Thank you. Simone, go, the boys. right answer probably would have just been you would have chosen Mick. I reckon once I've been. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, you know how it works. I'm going to give you five players. You tell me how many games they have played nearest to the pin gets the point. Here we go. Look up, Mick. Eleven seasons bouncing around North Melbourne, Port Adelaide and Melbourne. Had 20, 20 disposals and three goals in the 2004 Grand Final to win the Norm Smith medal. Ooh, it's Byron Pickett. Mm. Who's first? Dave, you're first. Dave, I went first last Dave week. Can go first. Uh, so, Jobby, North, Melbourne, and of course, Port Adelaide Premiership player, North Smith medalist, um, home of some of the greatest hits in football you'll ever see. I'm going to go with Choppy played 212. 212 Ooh. for Byron Pickett. Mickey. Took your time there. Okay, um, Simone, very confident on this one. 228. Okay, okay. how confident are you? Uh, very. Okay. Team Zave. <laughs> I'm a high energy guy. And he's got some class. Did he get a 200? 204. Oh, there you oh. go. 120 at North Melbourne. Oh, Clint. 55 at Port Adelaide and so 59 good. at Melbourne. Head All to right. the kitchen, mate. Start to get the sandwiches ready. One. Oh, you used to raise in the cup up, uh, let's go. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. I may, I may swear throughout this. So, uh, Lisa, make sure you've got the dump button uh, handy today. Here we go. Please don't. Number two. Played at full forward in the 1987 VFL Grand Final when Jason Dunstall was injured. Came back in 91 and had 26 disposals and two goals against West Coast to win the Norm Smith medal. Paul Deere. Paul Deere, Paul Deere. Uh, owns the Lakes Entrance Pub. That has a oh, few God. properties with him. Oh, there you go. Uh, Deere's a bit unwell at the moment too, so all the best to okay. All the best. All the best, Deary. Um, this is Lakes Entrance Pub. I'm hearing, uh, I'm thinking 100. I'm thinking three digits here, Simone. I'm going to go with 106. Oh, look at Zave. He looks smug. This isn't good. <laughs> no, I've got no idea. I have no idea how many games you played. Some went to uh, Adelaide. Harry, uh, I'm going to go with 120. 120 games. I've got no idea. Absolutely no idea how many games Deary played. Team Zave. You're guilty. Guy. He's got some class. He played 123. <laughs> oh. And his brother, Greg, premiership player at no Richmond. Idea. Dad's accountant. Uh, he is the family tree, according to Xavier Ellis. And good morning to Kathy, his sister, <laughs> and Jim, another brother. <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs> okay. Well, we were in this position last week. It was reversed. Steffi's niece. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. And Zave came from the clouds. Mickey, you're going to have to do the same. Simone, you you're right. You need to get this to stay in the game. <laughs> Here we go. Won a reserves premiership with the Brisbane Bears in 91. <laughs> Part of the historic hat-trick of premierships with the Brisbane Lions and won the Norm Smith medal. Have we, get, Hart. Have, we, have we got the theme now, everyone? Yeah, got it. In 2001, <laughs> with 23 disposals and 12 contested possessions, it is Sean Hart. Sean 23 Hart. and okay. 12, one of Norm yeah. Smith. Uh, you just, How did I not win it? <laughs> just quieten up there, though. 23 touches won it. You've, Sorry, gone on, on the, you've gone on the Paul Deere ramp, uh, owning the Lakes Entrance Pub. Sean Hart, uh, Shep United Junior, like myself, oh, so I should know. Just notice. Google this, Mick, so we can sort of keep a bit no, of a No, we Sean Hart, hey, the most humble man Hang in the on, world, Sean Hart. Is, had, it's had Zabe's some... turn to guess first. Mick wants to fire. You fire, Mick. He's feeling it. No, no, you fire, <laughs> mate. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sean Hart played a lot of footy. I'm going to get 243 games. Sean Hart, bang. Oh, Dave, it's a good guess. Good P- guess. Play the I'm... unders and overs here. Yeah, I'm going to go unders. Um, look, Sean Hart, a lot of footy. Uh, very durable. Had the helmet on. 
Played reserve, so maybe not as good. Okay, 232. 23 touches, one and all Smith. Team Zeve wins. I still give it to you. 273. There you go, Chef United boy. Hey, Clinton, you're going to the footy tomorrow, mate. Take your son along. Of course, he's jumped over to Frio. Enjoy the footy. Simone, I love you. I would have done it for you too, but unfortunately, we didn't get to connect today. Thanks, Simone. You work safe. I'm sorry, Simone. Why does it Oh. Very sad. <laughs> I, 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 am defl- I am not a high energy guy hey, right now. I am deflated. Fast fire. Yeah, fire on fast these fire, one. Mick. No need to tell a life story. Go Steve her Johnson. Too. Steve Johnson. Steve, 300. 284. 293. Oh. X again. <laughs> Dean Kemp. <laughs> Dean Kemp, uh, 272. Uh, 241. 243. X again. Oh. That's 5 0, Mick. Bad luck there. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Clint, you there, mate? No, he's no, gone. He's, got, I, I but, um, no. he's already on the way to the footy. Hey, no, no, I'm here. Yeah, Clint, Clint, give me a bit of yes. love. Just send me off with a bit of love. Okay, look, um, congratulations there, Zave. Um, you're pretty much uh, one of those guys that um, could stand a point and be captain of any AFL team. And uh, mm-hmm. after pants down Barlow today, mm-hmm. I think that um, you deserve a pay rise, bud. Hey, there you go. the sound of that. You heard it first. Yeah. Wonderful game, Brittany Taylor oh, again. Well done work, to you. Boys. Do anyone want to know any more facts about Deary or not? Um, uh, any other family members? What, what's Grandma's the niece? Won a premiership what's, at Sandringham. What's the niece? Uh, what's the Steph? niece? Steffi doing? Yeah, what's um, she doing? Where does she's she work? nursing. Uh, oh, okay. So she's the daughter of Kathy. Yep. Um, in Lake Sandringham. Yeah. Anyway, we've got a special guest we've got on our show this morning. Of course, West Coast heading east to take on the Almighty Richmond Footy Club. We're going to chat to Neil Balm. Good morning, Balmy. Oh, how are you? Mate, we're going very well in here. 19 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Not sure what's happening in Melbourne, but uh, West Coast found a little bit of form uh, last week and everyone over here expects them to find a little bit more towards the end of the season as well. What are Richmond preparing for? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting season, isn't it? It's almost impossible to predict what's going to happen week after week. And, you know, if you look at... Uh, we look at uh, West Coast lists and we think mm. it's pretty good and we think that their form's reasonably good as well. So... We certainly will, uh, you know, we should win and we must win, but we're certainly not taking anything for granted. Uh, uh, we'll play the best that we can, and if we do, we should be good enough. But uh, uh, you could say the same about even about West Coast, even though they've had an ordinary year, they're playing mm. pretty well now. Absolutely. That's it, Barmy. But um, what, what West Coast are doing, are they uh, emptying out the, the chest and they're looking for some players. And one of my favourite players in the comp at the moment, Liam Baker, can we get his signature, can we get his signature done sooner rather than later for the Richmond faithful? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, everyone asks this, and, and I, I say, well, look, if I were a West, a West Australian team, I'd be working my butt off to try and get him to come back. But uh, we're, we're pretty sure he'll stay. We've given him a good opportunity. I think he enjoys playing where he's playing. He's a, he just keeps improving. He's a damn good player, isn't he? So uh, well, we're pretty confident that uh, he'll want to stay and we'll be able to sign him. But uh, uh, the more important thing is, how's he going to play tomorrow? Right, I give us Bolton back then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I'm a West Australian deep down as well. So yeah. Do I have to come back as well? Well, have you, Bum? Right? <laughs> you actually probably play at West Coast this year if you want to have a go. <laughs> you absolutely probably can. Hey, the run home now. We are now in the back end of the season. Richmond looking to, wa- to claw their way back into the eight and a win tomorrow can do that. How do you view the, the back end and the run home? Look, we're pretty positive about the way we're playing. Even last week, uh, even though we didn't win, we thought we did a lot of things right and played reasonably well. So we think we're heading in the right direction. Um, we just got to make less mistakes, I think. But uh, no, we're reasonably confident about where we are. The, the attitude and intent and 
the enjoyment that the players are having is is pretty strong. So we're in a good place from that point of view. But that's but having said that, there's probably a lot of clubs who could tell the same story. It's uh, it's an unusual year from that point of view. Uh, it's very hard to predict who's going to get up and who's not. And you speak of the attitude and intent there, Barmy, and the attitude of Richmond players and people. And reading some articles throughout the week about about you know people being a Richmond man uh, and players smiling, win, lose or draw. It, it, it is infectious, isn't it? And, and straight after that loss, a really hard-fought loss last week, the players' attitudes and their personas was, was phenomenally positive. So t- take us behind the curtain a little bit about that, that attitude and that Richmond man mentality. Well, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you can talk mm. about it and you can tell them to do it and you can tell them it's the best thing to do, but unless they actually own it and take it on, it, it, it doesn't happen. Mm. But most of it's about accepting your place in the team and playing your role and accepting that it's it's the multiplier effect of team that makes the difference, not just worrying about your own performance. But I mean as as you guys would know, you people would know that if you if you don't have really high expectations of yourself, if you don't really push yourself very hard, you're not going to be good enough. But if all you're doing is worrying about you, you're probably not contributing enough to the team. And I think we've got that Right now, we've got that balance pretty right. We really do push ourselves, but we also do it for the mate next door, uh, which makes a huge difference, which is why we've been successful over the last few years and hopefully uh, puts us in a good place for this year, I think. It's funny. You can have fun and be very good at the same time, and Richmond have done that for a long time. What I do need to ask you about, uh, Barmy, is it made the media all week. Down Prestia, how's he recovered from, uh, from his situation last weekend? Oh, no, he's very good. I mean, it's only the rule says he can't play this week because he's because of the concussion thing is so significant in the longer term, and we get that. Um, but in the old days, he probably would have played this week because he, he'd know he's fine. But, um, but you know, he shouldn't play, but he, he is well. Mm. So, it's, so the, there's no great um, bad hangover from it. Uh, so it was a... You know, I mean, I, I was sort of criticised because I thought that four weeks was a bit harsh. Yeah. I didn't think that Stuart did anything on purpose. All he did was run into him. Mm. Um, and I get it, and I get why well, we've got to protect the head and all that sort of stuff, but it's... Uh, it is pretty harsh, I think. Particularly I'm, I'm, some of the crazy stuff. Some of us used to, used yeah. to get away with. You got, got involved in a little bit of that balmy back in the day? <laughs> a long, long, long time ago, mate. I can do that. Yeah, it would seem like the unpopular opinion, but I do agree with you. I don't think Stuart had any intent to, to knock him out. Cole, there's one I'm just looking at the emergencies. Uh, tomorrow, Kane Lambert's an emergency. It obviously, he still is an important player at the club. He's had a, a horrid run with injuries and whatnot. What, what's happening with Kane Lambert at the moment? Well, he's sort of got the long-term issue with his hip and yeah. he's not going to play forever. So we're trying to protect him and look after him a bit. But uh, we want to play him, uh, but we also want to make sure that we get the most out of him. So he's certainly, he's in very much in the chop-up for the 23s. Eh? And we're even thinking of him, I think, even as the sub, and okay. just to manage him and use him probably. But uh, if he's right to play, we want to play him. But obviously we've got uh, three or four really important games in front of us. So we want, to, we want him to play all of them, not just one of them. So... Um, it's a bit of a challenge for the, the medical staff and the conditioning staff to, to tell us what the best thing for him to do is. If he, can he play two weeks in a row? That's the real challenge at this stage. Now, Barmy, a left-field one for you here. Oh, this, uh, coaching, this will be good, Barmy. Sit down. <laughs> uh, coaching, coaching the VFL some, some weeks ago, I got to the game, Werribee versus Richmond, and there was a player for Richmond who's a Category B rookie who's 213 centimetres, Zayvon Crick. Jesus. You literally just pop it on this bloke's head. He puts his arms up and he clunks them. So you've got a project there. We've seen Aaron Sandilands um, you know, in recent history just perfect the craft of, of rucking and, and being able to take those marks. T- tell us a little bit about this Category B rookie, uh, Matea Kalina, you have on your list. 
Yeah, Marto Colina, uh, he's, uh, I think he's related to Soldo, I think, or Van Marriott or something, yeah, which is not you know, there. But a terrific young bloke, been playing um, basketball in the US, um, so he's you know, a talented sportsman. We signed him a while ago. Now he's back for good and going to have a crack at it. But it's going to take him a little while. He's got to learn the craft. And, but he, as you said, he is, he's 213 centimetres. So if he gets it, he's going to be hard to stop, mm. I can tell you. But, and a terrific uh, young man, and uh, he's really keen. So it'll take a little while, but uh, we're really quite excited about it. Uh, Barmy, mate, thanks for joining us. Mick Barlow did say he was coach of the Werribee Football Club. Hey, ex, uh, can you ask Barmy about how <laughs> Werribee went there two weeks ago or something? But no one cares, Mick, because we're here well, from the no, AFL. I, I tell you, I care. They were bloody good. They played a fantastic brand of footy, I thought. Uh, well done. Well, thanks, Four of the last five, stuff. Mick tells us they've won. Hey, Barmy, good luck tomorrow. <laughs> Not too much luck. We've got a lot of West Coast supporters here in WA, but uh, all the best to you then for the remaining part of the season. No, pleasure. Anytime. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Ah, oh, favourite time of the morning here on Triple M. Of course, we love to talk a bit of motorsport. And there's no better person in the country to talk motorsport with than Greg Rust. Of course, if you do want his podcast, jump on Rusty's Garage. You'll find that on the Listener app. Morning, Rusty. Dave, Britt, Mickey, Good morning. Oh, gee whiz, Rusty. Some uh, unusual comments uh, towards a, a, a champion, Lewis Hamilton, by an ex-world champion. Uh, criticism's been pretty swift and fierce. Yeah, this is pretty uh, wild stuff. Um, so it involves the the former world champion, Nelson Piquet, uh, in a podcast that dates back to December last year where he made some remarks about um, Lewis Hamilton um, Nelson has come out and tried to defend it in some sort of way that the intonation of the language, it was in Brazil, that, that, that he used um, wasn't as, uh, as derogatory as it's perceived. Um, but he has apologised for it this week. Um, Lewis, understandably, was, was pretty miffed about it, and, and rightly so. Um, the sport rallied around him um, in support. Lots of the, the drivers coming out and saying there's no place for that. Formula One is a very, very inclusive sport. Um, the knock-on effect here is that, that Nelson Piquet, who's been a world champion on more than one occasion, could get barred from the Formula One paddock as a response to this. So, um, so we'll keep an eye on it, but he has apologised this week. And Max Verstappen... Um, his partner Kelly is Nelson's daughter. So Max has come out and said, look, the, the remarks are definitely wrong. Um, do I think he's that Nelson is a racist? No, I, I don't necessarily, but, but he has um, absolutely said that the, the comments were wrong. Rusty, big bad Bernie Eccleston has reared his ugly head again. He actually reckons Vladimir Putin's a good bloke. I mean, this is wild. Firstly, I need to preface this by saying if the journalist is accurate, if the quotes are accurate, and, and um, if Bernie did suggest that, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, given what's happening in, in the Ukraine at the moment, very, very sad stuff. Um, Bernie did some amazing things for the sport in a, in a commercial sense and took it to a, a great height. He's no longer the boss there. He's, he's in his early 90s. He's not afraid to court controversy sometimes, as you guys know, with the, the comments that he makes. But, I mean, this one, if that's accurate, is just dead set, out of line and wrong. And Rusty, on the track, the F1 cars are at the spiritual home of the sport, Silverstone. Ferrari looked pretty pacey overnight, and one of the McLarens seemed to go all right. So a little bit of rain in practice session one. Uh, Carlos Sainz for Ferrari, fast in practice two. The top ten's a little bit jumbled, but Dan Ricciardo is in there. Um, Huge amount of interest in this race because it's historically significant. Like Monaco, um, Silverstone has pretty much been there 
um, right from the beginning as far as Formula One is concerned. So a lot of fans cannot wait for this race. Plenty of British drivers like Lewis, like Lando Norris, um, hoping to do um, well at their home Grand Prix. So, um, yeah, it's one that we're all looking forward to um, on on uh, sort of Sunday night, Monday morning, our time. No, oh, Britt, you'll be up late watching that one for sure. Hey, uh, of course, if you do, as I mentioned previously, if you do love your motorsport, grab Rusty's Garage. Of course, it's the best podcast on the listener app. Go on, Rusty. Have a great weekend. Yeah, cheers, guys. Have a great weekend. The checkered flag's out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Now, the racing family. We love the racing family, Brittany Taylor. Your family's a big part of the racing family mm. now. Um, you uh, During the week, I saw on Instagram all the glitz and uh, glamour, mm-hmm. and you had a, a shiny frock on. Yep, a shiny frock. Is that any, sort of, any, um, summarise any... that? Anyone we want to throw a thank you out to, <laughs> makeup, dress. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think. Nikki was definitely you... getting into me during the week about I'd, the uh, the contra. I, I think. I think you got a bit of contra, Britt. Talk to us about the contra and talk to us about the night. Of course, Hall of Fame was all. Yes, of fame. it was. The, it was the and WA Racing Hall of Fame. I was hosting with Darren McCauley. It's a I'm big. I'm just giving night. up the photo now. Thank you. Describe, describe the look for me. What, what, how do we describe uh, it? The, well, the, the once, shiny frog? I once got flown over to the UK to cover the royal wedding and I described Megan, uh, what's her name? Megan Markle's yes. dress that she looked like a fishing trawler. You know when they have the nets out the back? It was that bloody long. It was picking <laughs> so, up all the rubbish off the floor. So how does my sparkly oh, it's, it's, it's not it's, it's glitz it's glit, it's glitz and shiny. Uh-huh. Yeah, sparkly. Does it pass the test? No, it does. It, pa- mm. it passes yeah. the test because we don't... Where have you been so, what the makeup's fantastic, and we yeah, need to go to well. Emma Rose uh, makeup for that. So thanks to her, and of course um, the hair, the little cut the curls at the front, yeah. which you haven't still watched. You've still. <laughs> I watched what did I say about hygiene last week? I've been trying to keep it. In Have for a shower. <laughs> anyway, we need to thank uh, Amy Hairdistry or whatever they, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, well done. But uh, you had a little uh, run, not a oh, run. Well, in well no. So yeah. these nights are—they're always obviously quite long nights. There were 12 inductees. It's an event that they only run every Your dad's two in? years. No, not, no in yet. not in the Hall of Fame. Um, and it's a, nudge, nudge. It's a, it's yeah. a long, long night and uh, everyone, you know, gets their time in the sun up on stage and we'd gone through the first segment, which I think was the first five inductees. And A speech was, is capped? Is it like, you know, hey, well, Kevin, a couple of minutes. So no speech, it's oh, an beautiful. interview. Oh, okay. So they each get sort of like a nine minute interview. Uh, which is a fair amount of allocated And you're time. doing all them. Yes. Ooh. So it's content heavy. No time for drinking. Um, as That's not what Mick and I were told. <laughs> Apparently you had plenty of time for drinking. I think maybe a cattle too many. One glass of red wine and a sip of champagne for the toast. That okay. is it. Well done. Or well, nine, um, nine toasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking back to the table and a gentleman sort of, you know, raised his eyebrows. I said, oh, hi, how are you? Um, enjoying the evening? And he just, as abruptly as anything, just goes, no. And I was like, oh, oh. no. He said, oh, what's wrong? He said, it's nine o'clock and I'm eating dinner. He said, these speeches are far too long and I'm bored. <laughs> I said, all right, tell me how you really feel. And uh, he's probably got a point, though, the old fella. <laughs> nine o'clock dinner. Yeah, well, you know, you have, you've already had your entree and then the mains come out. Brittany, it's, nine o'clock dinner. It's a three-course meal. What time is it supposed to come out? Half six. But, but the event starts at half six. Two and a half hours waiting for dinner. Mm. Well, well, it uh, starts we'll at half to, six. That's a good the point, The entree X. probably comes out at 7.30. Yeah. 
Mm. Mm. But mm. it begs the question: Have you ever left a, an event, and a black tie event, a dinner mm. early? Xavier Ellis. Uh, that, well, uh, I once left uh, 2013. Mick, not good memories for you. Mm. No, uh, no, grand no final nights. Uh, I didn't play. I was injured that year, and I was a little bit uh, peed off mm. that I'd missed an opportunity. And I sat at the um, the grand premiership uh, dinner that night, and I just was boiling away. The blood was just I was seething. I was pretty mad. I'd booted an esky stupidly. I think I broke my toe as well, so I was in a bit of pain. And I just had to leave. I couldn't sit there and see everyone happy, and you'd missed an opportunity. And you didn't want to be a downer on the night, so grabbed the salmon, the big salmon, fill it off my plate. Oh, no, 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 straight no. Straight into the no. suit Not jacket. Salmon. Straight into the suit jacket, and then straight <laughs> off to Seven Nightclub to enjoy mm. the festivities. And then I think I rolled into a bit of a revolver. Wait, at what Cl- stage did club. you eat the salmon? I just picked away <laughs> at it. Just picked right away at it. <laughs> a club-provided suit. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, a club-provided club suit. I, I've, got, I've got one for you. I'll give you yeah. a really quick one. Um, Three Fremantle uh, Best and Fairest Awards. Zave, as you know, yeah. top five. Finishing in the top five compared to finishing sixth in the best and fairest, a bit of cash it's involved. a big difference. Yeah, the old bonuses. I won't disclose player's name, but player is sitting next to me. He somehow goes from second at the end of the season to sixth. Yes, at the end of at the end of the um, uh, bonus finals. time. Yes, the bonus the bonus may have been missed. Now celebrate your teammates. The top five are up there. We're all raising a toast. Player X, who's sitting next to me, got up. Might have been a tear down the face oh. and stormed out. Stormed oh, out. no, you, <laughs> now, you just can't. Now, Michael, you're pretty flippant when you throw Lee Spur in it. You just you blame Spurry for everything. And we get Player X. Yeah, and Player mm. X doesn't stand up. Who is Player X? Um, player X. Give me a number. Uh, Give me a number. Two, cl- two club player. <laughs> Game um, of games. Just, just their name. Went, Game of games. Went, went on a lucrative contract to a big Melbourne club at some stage. Uh, what Melbourne, Melbourne club, club was that? Not Brad Hill. What colours oh. do they? does that big Melbourne cup, club wear? No, I'll, I'll leave you with a teaser on that one. I, I'm not drawing um, any conclusions for left. you. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. All right, time to try and make a little bit of money on our Saturday mm. here. And uh, we do it every week. And uh, this week, like most, I am going to Belmont. It's Aquanita Stakes. It's Belmont Oaks Day. It sees the three-year-olds get to 2,000 metres. But unfortunately... Both of those races have extremely short price favourites now. Yeah. When I hit refresh, Search of Rocks was a dollar forty at last check, and she's one that uh, doesn't like going into the barrier, so way too big of a, a risk there to be having our fifty. Black Fantasy, an outspoken lad for the Pierce Yard, lead the Aquanita Stakes. They should probably be running one two. They've got a mortgage over that race, the Pierce mm-hmm. Brothers. But the race I'm going to is a little bit later in the day. I'm going race six. Horse the form since joining the yard of Danny Morton hasn't oh, missed yeah. a beat the last two starts, and it is Star Trade around that three dollar quote. I'm going to use the Tab Touch Super Pick to get a money back run second because this is his first time up to sixteen hundred, mm-hmm. and if he happens to just not quite get there, having to settle a back a fair way. I thought I'd have that little bit of insurance, but I think he's a horse that's in form, can make a sustained run. So, star trade for me. Uh, jockey. Uh, Chris Parnham. So, oh, a bit of trust there. We love Chris Parnham. We love Chris Parnham. We Don't think, we love yeah, Chris we'll Parnham. Is Andrew Embley going to pop in and give him some advice pre-race or no, not, not this week? Well, was he out at the races this week? I, I think uh, out to the provincials Did he go maybe. out, did he? I reckon he might have because Abu, Abu was running. 
And I think okay. he might have headed out. He's a new racing manager, Andrew Embley, over here. Triple M I'm, star and I'm racing manager. I'm hearing that. He's I'm getting a little bit ahead of himself. There's a lot enough about Andrew Embley at the moment, isn't look, there? when you have Chris Parnham aboard, I'd probably refrain from offering any writing instructions. <laughs> no, you, no. Mate, you were the best in the country last year. I think you've got it covered. Righto, righto, righto. Uh, Zave, I'm having a look at you right now. What's happening uh, on your side of the fence with the bet this week? <sighs> Do you know what, actually? I had a missed call the other day, and it was from Tab Touch. I think they're looking to close me down. Uh, they think I'm too good. And they said, hey, we, we can yeah, this talk about sales, and I don't want it on the books anymore because whoever potentially buys it sees the damage that I've been doing. Anyway, Mick, I'm just going to go to a player that turns you on. Uh, you, you find him quite sexy. Um, yep. Isaac Heaney. Like it. Isaac Heaney, he kicks three goals for fun. Honestly, he just says, I'll kick three today, maybe four, five or six, but three's a bare minimum. So I'm just going to go Isaac Heaney to kick three and Sydney Swans to win. Now, Mick, you'd think that'd be a dollar thirty or something, wouldn't you? Well, that's it. Well, Sydney Essendon, Essendon should bounce back a little bit, but Essendon Sydney have the suck. class. Um, Isaac Heaney, three. I'm thinking you get three plus on that, don't you? $3.25. Oh. Put in. Dump. Sorry, Tab Touch can't dump. I've just found another winner. Put in. (laughs) Take out. Simple as that. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. Get more good podcasts on the Listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.